Episode 39 of Inside Jogging Podcast. Big week coming at you with news of records galore over in the States, which includes a new British and European indoor record over 5,000. We've got the usual segments. We talk through our training weeks, some more than others, get some Western's wise words and answer some listener questions. In a week that's seen Northern Paragrid overcompensate their customers with checks worth trillions for storm damages, I can't wait to see Josh overcompensate for his mistraining this week and cash his check early next week in Seville with a nice 64 halfway split. So as I've just alluded to, a bit of an injury scare for Josh. Let's check in with the man who thinks he's sort of a style icon. He's sporting a fresh little trim tonight. But the results of last week's poll, Josh, say the, the listeners think otherwise about your, your style ideas. Yeah, so that tells me one thing. Go Our on. listeners don't have very good fashion sense. Oh, wow. Do you want to talk us, talk us through your hat you just bought this week? Yeah, I am. I was just showing the, um, the boys. I bought a, a new beanie from Nike and uh, it's a one size fit. And if I put it down, it comes past my nose. So I'm not sure it's a one size, but. Does it not like f- fold up or anything at the top? Well, I thought this, and I, I mean, it's going to have to, isn't it? But it, where's, the, where's the swoosh? So when you fold it up, what happens to the swoosh? Disappears. I think yeah. it has to sit loosely on the oh, not like that. Mate, you've just got to pee at it, it's fine. Loosely on the top of my head like that. Yeah, it's like those... Um, Do you remember like, back yeah. like maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago? Yeah. I used to wear them, like the, the emo kids would have a hat which was too big and it would like, there'd be nothing in it on the top. Yeah, it's exactly like that, isn't it? Anyway, um, same question to my other co-host. So as well as being the chief of Cheddleton, He's also the chief curry con- connoisseur on this show. Matt, how's things this week? Listen, did you get some uh, messages come in about curries? A few people liked your thoughts on it, mate. Did you yeah. get any? Uh, I didn't know, but um, I think it's a strong topic. It is. Um, I had last night, it wasn't a curry. You're not going to be happy with it. It was a sweet potato dal that yeah. had coconut in it, mate. A lot of respect for that. Oh yeah, this is because you stopped um, stopped eating meat, is it? Well, it is. When we all should got we all got a free Hello Fresh box, so we got like free recipes, and one of them was this. So, so Jenny did that last night. It was all right. I thought it was pretty good. What's the crack of this Hello Fresh? I reckon. I'm sorry, listeners, if you have Hello Fresh, but it's just it's just lazy, isn't it? Just get out there, and do a shot, bring it home, cook it yes, up. It- I agree. However, HelloFresh, if you're listening and you want to sponsor this podcast, we'll gratefully accept any. Yeah, we'll kindly, <laughs> kindly accept as many boxes as you. Uh, yeah, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily the like the ingredients. I find I struggle with ideas sometimes. Mm. Like I could five times, like in a week, five times have chicken, pasta, and veg easily. Well, let's talk about this. You, your chicken, rice, and veg this week. Um, I'll give the so Josh had like a normal plate. A quarter was filled with plain rice. He had four sticks of broccoli, four asparagus sticks, 
and two mini chicken fillets. And this is from a man who is marathon training. Talk us through that, Josh. Yeah, nice and healthy. It might be healthy. <laughs> Honestly, and as I said, Eliza does eat more than that. She'd run a good marathon, she would. Anyway, boys, um, who should we kick off with training this week? Matt, should we go to yours? Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. It's been a big week for me. Been a big, big week. So um, I'm still not running. Monday, I elicticals and did. What what date was the what date was Monday? Um. Seventh. So I did an hour. Still watching Formula One on Netflix. Absolutely great. Loving it. No spoilers this week. Someone who's very disappointed in you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was brilliant. Uh, No spoilers. I liked how he tried to uh, give me one, but I actually didn't read it um, and take it in. So I still don't know. So yeah. um, Lewis Hamilton wins the the championship at the end of season three. Fantastic. Thank you for that. Max Max Verstappen doesn't get it, does he, Josh? (laughs) That one's not out yet. I know what I'm saying. Yeah. Is that season four? (laughs) Yeah. Right. Okay. So um, it's not about that for me. It's it's the journey and just the stories. I really appreciate. So listen. To um, it. And that is Monday, exactly why what happened in the last race happened? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Monday. Listen, Josh. I'm I'm talking through my week here. So just shut up, please. <laughs> so I did an hour. Um, Tuesday. I did an hour. I did it. Um, I was in Torquay actually with work um, Monday night. So uh, I had to go into the gym. Do you know when you're away and, um, you know, you're not going to like a gym outside of the hotel and you, you've just got to go have a little look the night before, sort of scope it out. So did that, uh, managed to jump on. Um, I did an hour, which is great. Uh, th- this is going to be the trend for the whole sort of week, to be honest. Rehab exercises are going well. Um, what am I doing now? So I'm up to about 70 kgs on the isometrics. So that's leg press, um, basically one leg um, isometrics on the Achilles. So that's that's going really well, actually. So smashing the rehab at the moment. Um, so that's so that was Tuesday. Just now before my, we move on, can... So you, you in the gym, talk yeah. us through what you're wearing in the gym because Josh got some abuse this week. All right. So um, when I go to the gym, well, first, first and foremost, I'll, I'll come to it, but I've, I've had to go to the gym for the rest of the week. So when I'm at the gym, I, I start off wearing like your five-inch shorts, you know, like your ones that are just above the knee yeah. type of jobby, not like the two-inch split shorts. Um, not normally what I take off at the gym. We normally talk. Right. Okay. So that's definitely nothing I, I, I do, um, to be honest. So I, um, I get there, I get, I've got the five inch shorts on long sleeve, long sleeve top. Um, and that's me for the whole thing. I have a little gym towel wrapped around my neck. Um, old school. Sweat band on. Wipe the brow. <laughs> Matt, when you said I get there and start with five inch shorts, I thought you were going to say you take them off. Well, no, because I've got I've got sweatpants as well. So then when I'm doing all my rehab stuff, I'll change because I'm literally like soaked. 
but you know, like jogger, jog, like jogger bottoms. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, saw do some lovely jogging bottoms, guys. So if you're listening, get yourself a pair. So, um, so what are your thoughts on Josh going into the gym in in half tights, sometimes tights? Well, half tights and a vest for on the cross trainer for his gym. Um, I mean, it's fine. Thanks. Josh, just, just you just do you, mate. That's what you it's said. It's fine. I, I agree with... I, I'm not a... I think the, the vest is sensible on the cross trainer. Half tights, I'm, I'm not keen on that in the gym, but, you know. The alternative is flappies, because I don't own any gym shorts anymore. I think right. it's worse. But there you go. We'll buy, we'll buy some. <laughs> um... Sorry, yeah, I, I, I mean, I could do. Do you know what? I've kind of moved away from tights. They just, I don't know. They just didn't look right on my legs. I don't know what it is. Um, but anyway, um, what did I do? So Wednesday, I did an hour, and um, I broke my cross trainer completely. Now I'm really pissed off about it. So I you had a new part coming. So I had a new part, fitted the new part, broke the new part. Well, the new part broke. It wasn't because of me. It was. It's a faulty item, right? Matt, so, what, what RPM do you hit on the cross trainer? Um, Roughly about hundred. Mm. I don't know. If that's good or bad. I have no idea. That's I just got heart rate. I aim for as well, actually. I was just yeah, so, you're going like ham on it. No, no, no. I'm not going really hard on it, but I'm not going like, you know, just a stroll on the beach. Yeah. Um, so I had a new part, fitted the new part. The elliptical still broke. Called them. I tell you what, this um, website, I do want to name and shame it, but I'm not going to. But it's not good. So every time that the, you have to call them constantly to let, get them to do things so anyway they're sending me some bubble wrap tomorrow and then they're going to collect it and i'm going to get a full refund but at the moment i'm a little bit impatient so i've had to buy another elliptical and that's coming this week so um exciting times ahead for me this week this next week anyway um thursday you know what i did friday you know what i did um just quick question what heart rate are you are you hitting on them and is it just continuous so I'm aiming to get around 130 to 140. So like an easy, like an easy run. Yeah, uh, some of them I've averaged a bit higher this week actually. Um, go on, Josh. What are you gonna say? I said, are you not doing any sessions on them? I can't be asked. I really can't be asked. Like find sessions like less boring though. No, because I can I can watch Netflix. I can just be in my own little world. So um, what I've been doing is really focusing on the SSC side and the rehab. So that's the priority right now is to get strong, get robust, so I can get back running. I just can't be bothered to do any sessions on it. So that's pretty much been my week is just doing hours. I was supposed to do 90 today, but I just couldn't be bothered. So I just did 75 and called it good. So what have you watched on Netflix this week? So um, halfway through season two of the F1. Yeah. Um, 
I like it because it's like semi-motivating, isn't it? It's like it's quite good. It's good good to uh, watch on a cross trainer. Yeah. Um, I watched um, and then cheer. That was quite motivating as well. I'd love to be able to flip like them cheerleaders. Absolutely fantastic. I would love to see it. <laughs> well, I can I can do a fairly decent cartwheel. Um, I used to be quite good on the old gym equipment. You remember that? <laughs> it's just pointless crap. In primary school, you know, you used to bring out the old wooden, um, you had the wooden sides that came out and them old vault uh, boxes. Yeah. What's the point of all that? And springboards? No, we had a lot. We had loads of it. They used to have it in a little little alcove and bring it all out. Like a I, I tell you what, I'll tell you the one I used to get nervous about was the balance beam. Remember that? Yeah. You used to be able to get one end to the other and the big long balance beam. We used to have to do... Um, you know, like when you do ladders on the floor, fast feet. Oh yeah. Yeah. We used to have to. Everybody used to sit on the floor, and like, yeah, put your feet against somebody opposite, and then each child would take it in turns to do fast feet amongst it. My coordination is not great. I used to hate it. Anyway, that was that. Oh, do you used to have had that one when you went to the fairs and stuff, and you used to have to get all the bean bags in the ladder in, the, in between the ladders. Yeah. That was a great, I'll tell you what, take me back. Um, so that was my week, did about seven hours of cross training. I think I've got another week or so. I'm going to uh, try and uh, book in to see uh, the main man, Wallin, um, next week to get some more physio, see what he thinks. Because he said the test you've got to do is you've got to do 30 to 40 calf raises on a, met- on a, a metronome. So you like do one beep up and then one beep down and then back up. I managed it last night. So is that is that an app an app on your phone you get just to use it? Yeah, there's loads on YouTube. Hey, what um, speed is the metronome at? Um, boop, boop. Yeah, it's like sixty <laughs> seconds speed. Yeah, that's the one in it. Yeah, so I tell you what, if you're listening to this and you want to give it a go. Um, try it on a metronome it literally like blows up your calves so I yeah I managed to get 30 on both sides so is this full calf right like both ways yeah so a single leg on a step you literally have to drive up as high as you can and then drop down as low as you can so give and that you, a whirl and you drive up to the beep and then drop down to the beep do you yeah so you, so you get all the way up and then it beeps and then you drop down beeps and then drive back up so have a go, and then uh, when you've had a go, uh, drop us um, a message. See how many you got. Yeah, and the winner. And don't and don't, and don't lie. And the winner <laughs> will get a round of applause from all of us. Lovely. So that's your week, isn't it? It's done. That's my week. Yep, it's exciting. Have I feel any- stronger though. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm doing the right thing with the Achilles. Um, so. Week or so, and I think I'll be back running hopefully. Cool. So, so yeah, get back for some early summer races. I'm thinking May. I've got a few things I've already entered. So, good man. Josh, should we leave you to last again? Because you've got the most, yeah, sort of relevant to my questions. I've got a few questions for you as usual. I'll go through my week. Um, it's quite a lot of running actually for once. Monday, I was in the office. Actually, so Monday, I went to the office. I thought we're meant to be 
I love that Josh listens to these conversations. He's busy. What's, what's happening? What's, so when you go to the office, what's your attire? What do you wear? My attire? Um, yeah. Is it a suit or is it like, you know, cool pretty, chinos? I just wear like what I'd wear anywhere, like a jumper and a pair of jeans. Um, in the summer, it's often shorts and a T-shirt. In the office? Yeah. That's marketing vibes for you, that, isn't it? It is. And... <laughs> I have been known to sit in my running kit for most of the day too. Um, yeah, that's disgusting. Well, particularly there was one hot summer's day. I'd been out for a session at lunch and I was in my flappies and I'd gone back to my desk to get my bag. And I think I sat at my desk and, and started reading an email and I was in my flappies and like a, a T-shirt. And for some reason we had a visitor come in who was this older lady who i don't know i don't she wasn't like a supplier or anything anyway she was in the office and my boss hid me she made me sit at somebody else's desk to hide me because wearing a pair of flappies and um yeah she was here she was there for about 45 minutes i sat at somebody else's desk just pretending to read what was whatever was on their desk did you have you did you um was this post or pre-run this was after the run mate what's going on i had to go get my i had to get my bag for my towel and stuff for the shower so i just gone back to my desk quickly but then got distracted by something for a few minutes and then this person walked in so i was just shoved behind around your office seat must stink i don't sweat that much on my legs yeah but you're sitting down on your ass do you know what i mean yeah come on I, i mean i've not smelt it recently so I can't comment on it, but it probably does. Um, and especially when we left it for two years, COVID. It's probably got COVID all over it. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I was in the office and I thought everybody was back in the office. Turns out nobody was and it was just me. So I'd be so pissed off. I took, well, it wasn't too bad because I did get a little bit more done because I didn't have Eliza to, to like distract me. So I went out for a run with, I went to meet Phil Martin, who lives about a mile from my office now. I got a little bit lost on the way to his. And then we did like an hour loop and I jogged back. And that was pretty good. So I did nearly 12 miles, 704s, long lunch. Um, However, on that run, we have a little key fob to get in the office. And I got back to Phil's afterwards and just checked my pocket, my sore tights for for this fob it turns out my saw tights have got like a, a like cut where the pocket is meant to be sewn up so it obviously fell out at some point i thought on the way back to the office i'll have a look i mean this is it's tiny it's like a centimeter long and it's black so i thought there's no chance of me seeing this and i got back to the office stopped the watch just outside in like the little like courtyard bit and there it was, sat on the floor, waiting for me. So I was happy about that. Um, so that's Monday. Tuesday. No, Tuesday. Tuesday I didn't run. Tuesday I was in the office again and didn't run. Um, so can't really remember why I didn't run Tuesday, but I didn't. Wednesday I did my session on the treadmill in London. Bit of London Marathon course, actually. It's actually very good, Swift, for scoping out the marathon course it's like it's like 
identical. You know the little loop we did around St James's Park, Josh. For the, I am. Did Matt yeah. do it? No. Uh, he paced. Yeah, that little loop. It's pretty much on Zwift. Could have scoped it out beforehand. Plenty <laughs> sessions around that. Um. Anyway, I did ten by five minutes, so like ten by cruise mile type thing, off seventy five seconds. I took seventy five seconds for you, Josh. Sorry. Sorry. What 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 does cruise mile mean? What does this term mean? You never done cruise miles. I thought you went to the states. Cruise miles. Yeah, just like we're not um, in America. Well, I thought I'd give you some terminology for you. Give me what's a um, cruise mile? Break it down for British listeners and everyone what? else around the around what? the globe. <laughs> to threshold. Uh, so threshold threshold. Reps. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so threshold might. Well, I did five minutes. Anyway. Averaged about 308 pace on those and got up to 172, 173 on most, a top end threshold. I don't like the fact that you've just mixed kilometers and miles. Oh, he's, this is a mess. This is a complete mess. Deal with it. I you've didn't got do a time, mile. I you've did got five, kilometers. I did and you've five got minutes. minutes. I didn't do a mile. I did five minutes and I did it at 308, Josh. Deal with it. So he did just over five minute mile. Yeah. Five did like 505, yeah. 502, 505s or whatever, yeah. I'm mixing it up for our continental listeners. They like so, well, what's the matter? Why don't you just do 10 by uh, 10, 10 times? So you did 10 times five minutes. Wow, that's actually a very big session for you. Um, so you did 10 by, why don't you do 10 by a mile? Because then I would have to go to the, like 1600 and. Oh, is that is. because it is on, is it, is it because it's programmed as K's on, on the treadmill? Yeah, yeah. And on Swift because I haven't changed it, as you can see, uh, okay. my thing. And okay. it's just easy to do it by time, I find. I just know. How do you get a segment? On... I don't know. Um... It turns out the segments, virtual segments. I didn't realise about that. Wow. Um, but it's pretty good. Um, more, more from the fact that I got my heart rate up to sort of top end threshold on most of them and felt pretty strong. So that was encouraging. Uh, Eliza woke up on the eighth one and I was like, just hold on for a little bit longer. So she helped. So I finished the eighth, the eighth rep. And when I, I sort of jumped to the side in the 75 seconds, I had a quick look and she'd gone back to sleep. So I was pleased. This great parenting. Just, just hold on a little longer. Well, it's like eight, eight by five minutes. That, that's a session. I can call that a session. So what happened? Did she just make a bit of noise and then she just went back to sleep? Well, yes. Yeah, so the monitor. It turns off, but you can see, like, well, I had it on loud, and you can see the lights on the side, the, like, volume of her crying. So I could see it going up. And I was like, well, she's <laughs> oh. obviously stirring. But I couldn't see her. So I had this to, intense. when I stopped, I had to press the button to have a look, to see what was going on. But, yeah, I suppose, I suppose it is pretty bad, because if something bad was happening, I did leave for two minutes. But there you go. Jenny, if you're listening, she was fine. Um, Thursday, I... Went out eight o'clock in the morning, early, Clousey. Did eight o'clock. I don't remember this run. I did nearly 10 miles at seven twelves. Looks like I did a few little loops. Oh, it was, it was, it was a bit off-road, actually. And again, the most pleasing thing about this was my heart rate. I think I said to Josh, so average 135 heart rate. And this is the same run a few weeks ago that I was, or a few months ago, I was doing it like 147 average. So... Back to normal. And because I've not been eating meat this week, 
I was just, I just felt so good all week. And I don't understand. Oh my God. I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell people to do it. I've just, I would never think that it would make a difference, but it, well, we'll come come to Sunday later. Maybe have a different. Why are you, um, so what's, what's changed? Nothing's changed. So Jenny, before Christmas, saw, she was at McDonald's in the drive-thru and this, you know, those lorries of pigs where they go into the slaughterhouse, <laughs> it, it drove past and she didn't like it. So she decided she was going to eat less meat. Right. Is there a slaughterhouse on, on site in McDonald's? Now? Maybe. Maybe they just ship them to the back. Um, so she decided she was going to eat less meat. Jenny does most of the cooking and therefore if she's cooking, I sort of will have what she has and Eliza has. So she's doing less meat and just oh, a bad food. thing. I've still got, I've still eat meat. I've got something. I need to eat some because it's in the fridge and it's going to go off. So I need to eat that tonight. Um, but anyway, felt good. And I, I was just surprised because I'm the most cynical about that sort of thing. If I did that, you'd have given me so much shit. Yeah, I agree. I would have. But I'm a changed man there. He's changing. Um, Everyone's got to change a little bit for this world to. Yep. But so I forgot what I did. 70 minutes, 712s, evening, doubled, six and a half miles, 657s. And that's where I did the loop to St. James's Park on the treddy. Um, Friday, I did 10 miles with Luke, met him for a little run around Burley. We did 10 miles at 717s. And then Friday evening, <laughs> Josh, you'll like this. You should look at this on Strava. I don't think you've seen it. Friday evening, I met Ben Heron at the the holiday in in Fort Wood for an easy, well, he wanted to do 30 minutes. I said, we'll do 35. So we did a little loop. It was getting dark. We did a little loop of um, Ferry Meadows. And I thought we need to add on a bit. So we went down the Rowan Lake, a bit too far out and back. And then should have cut through back to the holiday in, Josh, at sort of where the river is. Do you know what I mean? Just Yeah. Just well, we went the wrong way because it was getting dark, got a bit disorientated and added and ended up, I did nearly seven and a half mile, 727s. Yes. So. Oh, I see where. Big day Friday. So yeah, I did all that extra loop. Um, yesterday morning, it was very windy again. So I jumped on the treadmill and I couldn't get my heart rate up yesterday morning, which is a good thing, I suppose. I had to go to um, about... 620 pace to get my heart rate to 135, 136. So I don't know what's happening. Right, why did you need why did you need to get it to that? Well, that's usually what my easy runs are at. And I try if I'm just doing an easy run on treadmill, I'd rather because you don't know how fast the treadmill is really going, do you? So I use heart rate as a guide to see if I'm doing well, the is right. there an easy it's an easy run. You shouldn't I know, be guided so, into well, like to one, levels. 130 to one. 40 is what I'd normally do with that. Would you still say that's quite high? No, not for me. 135. I don't know. I, I, I mean, everyone's di- everyone's slightly different. And I guess it was a couple of days after your, se- after your session. So, Yeah, well, um, it, just, it just felt really easy. And it's never felt that easy at, well, in a long time. Yeah, that's good. 
it is and you're probably right I did push it a bit too far because I was then trying to get up to 140 for no particular reason also after that run Aaron with your yeah. heart was so good did that give you a lot of confidence for your race on Sunday well, yeah it did so we'll come to that in a second I, I only did an hour because I now before we went into Peterborough to do some shopping and that was a nightmare don't go into Peterborough to do shopping shopper is shopping should people really go shopping anymore no Quite online yeah agreed right so this morning I had 30k and I was going to do this session it was very very windy so I think about 20 mile per hour, 35 mile per hour gusts. Do you want that in kilometers too, or would we have with mile per hour? I want everything in miles. Okay. Um, so did a warm up, couple two and a half miles, Josh, 722s. Good. And I was going to do a session. I was going to do 11K marathon effort, 3K steady, 11K marathon effort, 3K steady, then 2K hard. I knew the second 11K was going to be absolutely dreadful because it was all into the wind. So went off and Will Strangeway from Lincoln was there. And I know he goes off hard. So he, he goes up the, the hill at the start. And I said to him before, oh, well, I'll give you some company for the first 11K because I thought he was going to run sort of 315, oh, sorry, 515 to 520 per mile. But he just smashed it off. So I, I started chasing him for the first mile and a half, then realised I was probably running a bit too fast. Although my heart rate was good, so I wasn't even at what I'd been doing my long runs at. So anyway, I, I ended up running on my own for 11K, and I went through in about, sorry, Josh, 6.8 miles. Uh, when, when went through in... I went through 10K in 32, 35, and I think it was 35, 50. So about 5, 15, 16 per mile for 11K. And it was comfortable. Like, honestly, at 9, 10K, I thought, I'm in so much control here. Should I just do the whole thing at this? And then I thought, I can't because Clousy will tell me off. And I've been telling Josh not to do stupid things. So I thought, I can't do that. Respect to it. And I thought, I feel so comfortable. I could probably catch Will when it's into the wind. Anyway. Was I he spoke, leading, was he? He was. Um, so he went through in 31.30 for 10K. It was a minute ahead, but you could, I could see him down the road. I don't know why he went so fast, but um, we turned left and I, I'd left the drinks bottle out. So I took my drinks on board. And I went to get going on the next 11K block. I just couldn't run. My my glute had tightened up. It was, I mean, it was cold, but it wasn't that cold. How did you get your drink? I left it on the side on a on a you know the little salt bins. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I left. You like bend over to get it? Oh yeah, possibly it could have been that. You might be right, mate. You're full of wisdom, aren't you? Wow. Yeah, it could I'm have been because it was on the episodes. It was on the right hand side too. Well, I just know from when I did a Converde, I had them on the ground. Yeah. I tried place to sweep them off the ground. Not, it was not... the highest I could put it, but it was, I did have to sort of slow right down and almost stop to pick it up. But um, 
yeah, I started, I went to get going on that next 11K block and it was into the wind. And I couldn't get faster than three thir- like 5.35 pace. So I kind of called it a day and thought I'd just steady run in. Quite, I quite quickly, I called it a day. But every time I went up a hill, I could barely run. I was like walking. I could walk quicker. I just had no power in my like right-hand side. And there was plenty of times I thought I could do a stop in here, but I would have had to run in anyway. <laughs> um, the worst point was I got to 20, I got to about half, half marathon, 21K. And it goes down into a village called Great Caston. And from that point, it's, it's just under two miles back to my house. Or I could have done 9K to finish the race. I was very tempted to run home. That 9K is grim as well. It's yeah. Cool. So I've turned up, turned up that road, Josh, on Ryle Road. I stopped halfway down it, tried to stretch it. Quite a few people went past. And they kept saying, I'll just run with me. And I was like, I can't. Anyway, I'd sort of, I managed to get, I managed to make it in in the end because the main reason was um, Jenny's mum was looking after Eliza and she said, they'll come up and watch the finish. And I was like, if I don't finish here, if I take like two and a half hours to get back, they're going to be stood in the cold a long while. And I thought, I'll finish it off. So I come onto the field at the end. Oh, run, what a hero. You run around the field at the end, which is the worst. Exp- you do 29 and a half K and they send you around a muddy football pitch. Um, I'd, I'd quit. <laughs> so I was running around this football pitch and I looked up. They weren't there, were they? So that was my day. It was a bit of a disaster. I did 5.47 pace for the whole thing. but So 11K was good. The rest was dreadful. And luckily, Dave, the, phys- the massage guy who Josh sees, he was there. And he um, gave me some treatment afterwards. And I so what do you think it was? Is it just um, uh, a weak glute or hammy? Or... So I've got hamstring tendinopathy. But I don't think it's that. I think it's more... It's like the glute. And it's neural. It's like sciatica. So it... It tightened up my calf and my hamstring and my back. It all tightened up and it just, I just had nothing. I couldn't do anything. You look at that, if you look at that run on Strava, there's one mile. I think my heart rate average was 140. <laughs> and I was just, I just couldn't run. I'd, I kept looking at it going, all right, surely I can, if my heart rate's this low, surely I can push push on again i couldn't do it um so yeah a bit of a disaster but we'll see what happens over the next week i'm just going to take it easy first half next week try and get some more treatment and just get on top i need to do some strengthening on it matt that's the main thing i've just neglected any strength the problem for me is i have an in- i have a niggle it starts to go away i start to run better and then i don't do anything about it that's like everybody though I know. So then it comes back badly and I'm like, oh, I should do something now. So there you go. Um, 91 miles to the week. Um, Seven weeks till Manchester. Seen the start list. Looks pretty handy, doesn't it? Mm, You're in a good place. Perfect place, really. Josh, should we talk through your week? Because I've gone on for long enough. Yeah. (laughs) Right. 
Monday morning. Sorry, Monday lunchtime. Are you? Oh, he's stuck massaging his calf now, is he? Yeah. Are you? Are you wearing shorts? No, I have boxes. Also, before you go into your week, how do you get your hair like that? Have you like combed it forward? No, I just towel dried it and then because your hairline—that's not your hairline. That isn't. Like this, isn't it? That and that is why. Yeah. Do you know why I changed my hairstyle? That video I did with uh, Matt Reese. On a, on a side view, my hair is hairline is it's going back. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah, but then you get it cut straight. Do you see? All oh, right. Do you see my picture today? My fringe. I have two little bits coming down. <laughs> it's lovely. Good. Right. Monday lunchtime. I did four miles, seven minute miling. Finished at Morrison's, and uh, I tried a new new brand of sparkling water. Which oh, here we nice. go. Some black cherry and pomegranate. I think it was. It's good. Uh, Monday evening, I ran with um, James Hunt. We met up with Tom um, Baird, and I could. I, I, Finishing last week, my my calf was a little sore. Um, I had a bit of uh, I don't know. I had physio on Tuesday, um, but I had a massage the week before, and I was not, I wasn't really concerned about it. Um, it's just a little bit tight, a little, little bit sore, sort of the bottom of my psoas. Um, but I could feel it a little bit on this run. So I did seven and a half miles, seven uh, seventeen. So I was going to do eight, and then I got home and I was like, "There's no point just rounding it up just for the sake of it because my calf's a bit sore." So Tuesday, um, I just. I just did, oh, I was going to do a session and uh, I got a cancellation for the physio. So I jogged to the physio, which is just over four miles, it was a 704 average. Um, and he was pretty positive. He said, uh, it's just my soleus is tight. It's probably because I've been used to running off-road quite a lot. And now coming back, I've just been running on the concrete and my calves haven't really liked it. So um, yeah, they've just basically just got a bit tight. Uh, he dry needled it, sort of released the soleus a bit. Um, and so, yeah, I was pretty confident. Is so, it concrete? Is it concrete? That's the question. Uh, as opposed to what? It's tarmac. Uh, I don't know. Mostly tarmac in this country. Concrete in the States, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. It's hard. Let's put it that way. It's not as hard as concrete. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, so that, that was my uh, Tuesday. So I was going to move my session to Thursday. And on the... So Wednesday, I just did four miles. Uh, in the morning, seven minute miling. Uh, don't really even. Yeah. You said a bit of dry needling sorted the old girl out. Yeah, that's what I thought. Felt felt fine. In the evening, I did eight miles, and again, actually, it was fine. I couldn't really feel it to be honest. Um, average six forty fives. Then on the Thursday, um, in the morning, I did four miles. So I I think I found a good loop so I can try and run off road, which isn't too far away. It's like, I think it's about 0.35 long, half of its trail, half of its football field. So um, I thought, uh, yeah, I tested that out and I was like, right, I reckon I can get a couple laps in there. You've been listening to me on the cricket pitch for too long. Yeah. Sounds horrendous. Yeah, pretty much. But it was off road. So that I was like, I don't really care. I'll do laps if it makes you feel better. Um, so then in the evening, I did three mile warm up and I was going to do my session. Uh, which was 10 by three minutes off a minute. Uh, and I did the first two. And then as I was towing off, it just, my, it was just starting to feel a little bit sore. So I was just like, there's no, just no point because I'm not going to get any fitter in, like before the race. So I just, I don't want to make it worse. So I stopped there. Um, I was debating warming down and I was like, actually it's just, yeah, again, same reason. It's no point. Um, so then I had, uh, so yeah, so that was, 
Thursday evening and then Friday evening I did six miles. I was going to do eight miles um, and I just went to that football field and I thought because I was planning on doing my move that session to Saturday if it was okay I thought I'd just give it an extra day and it should hopefully be okay. So did six miles average six fourteens um, around that field and uh, it was just like it, it was fine for the first three miles and then it was a little I could like I could feel it, it wasn't so bad but I could carry on um, and then I was like it started to get a little bit worse so I was like okay well, I'm just gonna stop at six and then I, I sort of called Matt and said let's I think it's probably best to move it to Sunday early and then sort of see how I feel so Saturday um, I did so I went to the gym I cross-trained so it's a bit of a pain in the ass for me to get to the gym because I, like I said, I've sold my car. I'm just going to get my laptop charger. Um, I sold my car. So for me to get to the gym, I have to um, get the bus so I, or the train. So I can either do a 20-minute walk to the train station um, and then get like a 10-minute train into town. Or I can get walk five minutes to the bus and then get like a 30-minute 30, 40-minute bus into town. So it's, Can you get like an e-scooter? Yeah, I probably could actually. You can get an elliptico. Yeah, that's probably the most appropriate thing for me right now. I'd love to see you on an elliptico in Cardiff. I would do it, and you know I would. <laughs> All tracks it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speed suit. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, I went to the gym. I did 10-minute warm-up, 20 by... So 20 by minute on, 30 seconds off, to try and get my heart rate up. So I think we, we agreed, Matt, then we like 160 to 170 would be quite good if I could sort of get around there. Where was uh, this gym, Josh? Oh, yeah, this, this is another point. So I didn't realise the Six Nations is on at the moment. And my gym is literally, it couldn't be closer to the Principality. Oh, I forgot that. Wales. So I was walking through town. I was like, why is there so many people around? And then uh, I sort of ranted to a group chat. And my, I think it was my school group chat. And they were like, yeah, the rugby's on. And I was like, ah. So, yeah. So it was worse definitely coming out. But uh, from where, where I was, I could see all the people going in. But they're just drunk people, just idiots everywhere. It's just, yeah, annoying. Um, so, yeah, so did that. Did some uh, light calf raises. Um, I'm basically trying to do, to make the tendon load it still, but not uh, aggravate it. So trying to find the balance there. So I can do seated calf raises. So they sort of target the soleus sort of area of my Achilles. And they seem to be okay. So I've kind of been doing those. Um, so yeah, so average, my heart rate was like 144, but yeah, pretty much on all the reps, it was 160 to 170. Uh, and then I thought, right, this morning, we're going to do five miles. And I thought, day off running, will be good. Um, got two miles in, pretty fine. Like, I mean, probably two out of 10 soreness. Uh, and then I came down like a small hill. And I mean, it's got like a gradual small hill. And then out of nowhere, it just went zero to 100. And uh, I was like, I can't run. Like, it hurt. Do you reckon it's that too? Because it's quite hilly now where you are, isn't it? Yeah, I does, that has gone through my head. But I did think Flagstaff is also very hilly. Even that mailbox loop. Mailboxes isn't. But I, have, I, did, I did genuinely think that, that where I'm running now is a lot hillier. Mm. Um, really? Because you were doing like six or six to eight thousand feet of climb in a week yeah but i actually did that last week as well in less mileage right yeah, like, he, was do, he was doing like 140 mile a week matt he's now he doing 70 <laughs> yeah true 
Um, yeah, so that that is actually something I did think because I think there's a few there's a few possibilities of why it's so well. I'll come to that after. Um, so yeah, I did just over two miles, absolutely pissing it down with rain, and you know those like really thin Nike tights, the ones that have like stripes on a few years old. I was wearing them, so they're really good if it's raining because you don't they don't hold the water. Not so good if you've got to walk two and two and a half miles home when it's cold and cars are splashing you. So I literally was shivering the whole way. Didn't have my phone. It was just, and I don't know if you've ever, you know, when you, if you've had it often, when you walk home from a run because you can't get back, I was thinking some random shit. I was like, if I don't do, like, if I can't run for Seville, should I just book a flight and go to Flagstaff tomorrow? Go for a month, do Manchester. I was like, shall I buy a cross trainer when I get home? Well, he called me in the shower when he was in the shower, <laughs> FaceTimed. And um, I don't think there's many uh, coach-athlete relationships where they FaceTime you in the shower. But ours is very unique. Um, what do you have to say in the shower? Um, he's kind of, I, he's t- I think he's got this from Paddy McGuinness. I don't know if you follow him on, Insta- on Instagram, but he has like, he does like shower news and he <laughs> does videos of him in the shower. Um no, well, we, we were chatting about this, weren't we? And he, Josh says about going to Flagstaff, like booking a flight and going there tomorrow. <laughs> well, when, when you're injured, it's not sensible, is it? No, but we can get over that. And we can, I was thinking, oh, what about just doing Manchester, getting fit for that? Um, anyway, that, that was probably, I don't, want to, I don't, don't want to sound dramatic, but I think that was probably slightly dramatic. Um, so, yeah, so anyway, we basically... So the first thing before we sort of go through what I decided, uh, we're like, right, let's go. I'll just go cross train. So I'll talk you through my day. I got up at half eight. I did like 30 minutes warming my calves and my Achilles up so they were good so I could start running. I ran for two miles. I walked back two and a half miles, soaked, showered, Matt, uh, called Matt. I then walked to the train station 20 minutes, got the train to town, cross trained for an hour, did some calf races, um, and some core got on the train got home and that was half two that's dedication that is my day you're such a busy man it's terrible it's been yeah i would say this has been the worst week since we've been doing the podcast for me do you know what it's i listened to adam hills who's a comedian on a podcast every day and he um stays in england for like 10 weeks of the year while his family's in australia doing last leg and stuff and he was saying like, so his wife's got the, the kids all day and doing stuff like that. So there's been days where he's got up at like six o'clock, got the train to Leeds, done something in Leeds, come back to London, done a, a dinner in London, done an evening show, got back to his, his hotel at like 11 p.m. But he can't complain because you can't say to your wife, oh, I've had a really busy day because she will just say you're living the dream, mate. So I'm going to say that to you, Josh. You're living the dream. You wait till you have a kid and then you'll see what busy feels like. Okay. So anyway, so that was, that's, my, that's my day. That's my week. Um, so yeah, so basically sort of decided I'm going to cross train to Wednesday, to Tuesday nights. I'm going to try and run on Wednesday and then go from there. If I can't run on Wednesday, then I'm going to do Manchester. But if it's a bit sore, I'll run through it. So if it happens, I, how are you going to make that decision? Like, because you're saying if it's sore on Wednesday, you can do Manchester. But is there any... I'll do Manchester. How do you know it's going to be better for Manchester? Well, 
if it's bad, then I won't do Manchester either. But who's going to help you make that decision on when you can start running better? Oh, I, so. I, meant, I meant to have a physio appointment tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so that will sort of help. And then, yeah, I'll just go to the physio. So let's, let's say you decide not to do Seville on Wednesday. Yeah. You'll, you'll just easy run, maybe. And then are you waiting for it to not... You, you're going to wait yeah, for it to... You need to settle down because there's no point doing it. If I can't go and do like a 20-mile run or something, there's no... What's the, what's the point of starting running yet? Yeah. So I need to build up, but yeah. Um, and I the thing is, I don't think it's actually that bad. It just needs to settle down a little bit and I think it'll be okay. So that's why I still think... I'm not ruling out Seville. I think I can cross-train half of this week and then I'll see it is, how it is. The, the thing is, it, it was my calf that was tight, but now I think it's my Achilles. Um, it's basically the, the right at the top of my Achilles on the side. Um, that's what if, where it feels like. And it's, yeah, I don't know. It just a little bit. It's, Josh, um, Josh, Lund's, <clears throat> Josh Lund's guide to the lower leg. Exactly. It's, um, so basically what it is, it's... Where, where your Achilles, where your Achilles attaches to your gastrol, which is like your, your, the meaty part of your calf, that's essentially where I think, where we think the the issue is, which is really good for an Achilles. Oh, that high? Because up. it's it's really high up, which means it. I mean, I'm not I'm not a physio, but I know a lot about quite a lot about Achilles. Obviously, the higher up, the more the more chance that it's not as severe. Um, yeah, like it's not creaking. I don't have any of those symptoms. It's just when I run. So it's like, I guess the idea is if it's, if it's okay on Wednesday, Thursday to run, then Seville goes ahead. If it's not, and it's still a bit crappy, then the, the, and it, it gets getting worse. Then it may be a case of getting an MRI to see if it's tendinopathy or if it's more severe than that, and then make the decision on Manchester. Yeah. Um, when are you due to fly to Seville? Uh, Friday. Cool. Well, that ruins my discussion about. I had. I was thinking. I was like, "Would I? Shall I even bother going if I can't run?" I don't know. So going straight to Portugal after. So I might just go straight there now. You're going to Portugal. Yeah, for a week. Well, okay. I'm going to Portugal. You're going. Uh, yeah, in a couple of weeks. I'm going. So I, I, I've actually booked to come back from Seville, but I'm going to change. I'm going to. The flight's like 20 quid, so I'm like, I'm just going to go after. Who, who are you going to Portugal with? I don't worry about that. Himself. <laughs> you tell us after. <laughs> They're bad. Go on. Okay. Oh, it's will text you after. Okay. Right. So, um, where are you going to Portugal? Lisbon. Okay. I thought you were going to go to Villa Moore and do a 120-mile <laughs> week. No, um... So I mean, I'll to go. another possibility I could stay in Portugal for a week after if I do Manchester, um, and just train there. So yeah, there's a few different options. But do you not work anymore? I just work there. You gonna take your take your computer screen? And... <laughs> no, I just take my laptop. I already said to my boss, I was like, oh, "Can I just work in Portugal?" He was like, "Yeah, fine." You... It doesn't matter. Where it doesn't good boss. It's the same time zone, isn't it? Yeah, it's like but yeah, a bit different. It's, it's, it's still, it's still very good of them. I would say. I mean, I, I could not tell them. You could what? I could just not tell them. Oh, I'm just downstairs. 
Sure. Don't you have phone calls though and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> Just say, oh, yeah, your room looks a bit different today, Josh. And the light. The <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's, there's a beach in the background. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, okay, I know, but there we go. If you do run Seville, you your pace you said is it 66 45 to 67 pace group yeah well that's what i've asked for yeah okay um but and your target time is fast yeah why would you not run six why would you not ask for 67 15 um so i discussed this with matt as well and matt would rather that but i personally from experience over multiple distances don't think i could negative split so i would rather not leave it to the closeness of not being able to slow but you're already pushing for a two three minute pb yeah so matt just I, wants a pb yeah I, I'm, I, I, I'm purely thinking about trying to run the time and if i don't run yeah, the time no. and I, I i get that but surely the best tactic to run the time when that time is already a stretch is to run it as even as possible if you go out harder than what's already a stretch aren't you just gonna crash and burn potentially but But you're never but you're never gonna know if you could have run 67 15 if you don't try it yeah but i would argue the same thing if i went a bit faster and had a bit of time in the bank it gives me a little bit more room to slow. Okay. I, I had an interesting conversation with Reese about this, and uh, he very much encouraged me. <laughs> Good God! Right, so we go to Strava leaderboard. Yeah. I we still got. I think top of the leaderboard last this week is Jasper Flash McDonald. He's been there before, 126 miles. What a fantastic name! Yeah, there is a new entrant at number four, Harry Blackburn. Not seen his name before. 108 okay. miles. Good. Quick well pace done, stop. 108 miles at 636s. Good that. Um, uh, Ali Lavender, 90, the 94.6. Yeah, so Ali, she's training for Manchester, isn't she? I would assume so. No, she's doing Boston. Oh, no, you're Boston. right. Yeah, Boston. She's got a new little YouTube video, isn't she? YouTube channel. I can't say I've seen that. Isn't Callum video in it, Matt? Oh, I did see something about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, have a look. Um, yeah, she's on the start line for the elite women for Boston, so that would be pretty cool. And I did see Carl had uploaded a run for me this week, so he's not got the fastest average pace. Um, so good man, Carl. Well listened. Right, Matt, have you got anything for me on Weston's wise words? I do. It's another great one. Um, confusing one, but another great one. Um, firstly, uh, Dan has nabbed one of my local legends. That was a uh, that's uh, flashed up on my email notification this morning. And then on your little loop. Uh, no, this is this is down by um, the industrial estate. Do you know I thinking about that about your loop? I would love Swift to launch like that loop as the a Rexham, of yeah. course. Yeah, it'd be great, fantastic. Great little loop. It's very scenic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People who could experience the chicken shit and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So this week's Western's 
wise words. If you and another runner started your wristwatches at the same time, then you ran 90% of the speed of light and the other person just jogged. <laughs> at normal speed, what would happen? Oh. When your watch had 10 minutes on it, the jogging person's watch would say 20 minutes had passed. This is because of time dilation. When a frame of reference goes very fast, close to the speed of light, relative to the rest frame, its time slows down as observed by someone in the rest frame. Does, does, so, does anything so go at the go. speed of light? Pardon? Does anything go at the speed of light? Anything man-made? No, it can't do, can it? Speed of sound, it goes up. So when those planes... When the planes do the sonic boom, it's faster than the speed of sound, isn't it? That's why there's a sonic boom. No, nothing breaks I'm, the speed like that. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna agree with you on that one. So there we go. Um, so if you understood that, then um, hats off. So you because so when Josh starts his watch next to me, he's not going to be ten minutes quicker. Exactly. Yeah. Good. So there you go. So thanks for that, Dan. Another. Another great addition uh, this week. Um, Patron. So a couple more patrons to shout out to this week. Josh, you're going to have to nail some facts on your one, but Klaus, you'll just kick us off. Have you got the document, Klausy? I have, yeah. Good man. So I'm organised. So this week, uh, I'm thanking Emma Taylor. Emma has PBs of 16.26, 34.40, 1.17.30 and 2.47 for the marathon. She's from my neck of the woods. So she's from Stoke. Um, facts. Better runner than the other half, Chris. That's true. He's also a patron. Also got a noble pro for early morning doubles and has been knocking minutes off her times recently. Four minutes knocked off her 5K in just under three years. Yeah, she's, to be fair, she actually has been flying. Um, and I'm sure she will uh, knock some more time off them PBs. So thank you, Emma. Yeah, because our next patron, I'll start off on this, Josh, um, is Martin. How do you say his surname? Yeah, his surname, I always mess this up. I think it's Gichui. Gichui. Martin Gichui. I saw Martin today while I was having a massage. He came over and said hello. Um, and interestingly, his PBs are very similar to Emma's. But looking at his PB for the marathon, Emma, you got some catching up to do in that race. So, Josh, Eric, you could... I have a question well, on the, the format of the PBs. Why have you put for Emma's 117, but Martin's 76? I thought that when I typed it. I don't know. It may, it may have been because on her Instagram, it had her PBs. So she might have listed it like 117. But if yeah. I'm... Anyway. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, so, Martin uh, is from Peter. Um, I haven't said his PBs yet. PBs, sorry. I'll give him 16.36. So he's got he's 10, minutes, 10 seconds slower than Emma. 34.51. He's 11 seconds slower than Emma. 76.35. So he goes 55 seconds quicker over the half. And then Marathon, 238.17. Which is an impressive conversion. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And then I think it's explainable because... He is Kenyan, so a bit of endurance in him. 
Is he Kenyan? Yeah. Okay, I, I guessed. Uh, he, he was wearing a Kenya vest today yeah. and the shorts. Oh, I mean, that just says it all. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so he's from Peterborough. So uh, he runs for Bushfield Joggers. You've stitched me up a little bit because you've not put any facts. So he's a Liverpool fan. He loves a trip to Cardiff. Every time he, uh, he comes, he always drops me a message and we go for a little run. Um, and um, that's probably all I know off the top of my head. Yeah. He's also the nicest man in Peterborough. Um, very, very nice and my favourite story was that our friend Channing's dad, you'll hate me saying this, saw, saw Martin running the day before Peterborough half and thought, Oh, have they shipped in some fast Kenyans for the race? Because he saw Martin running, running around the local area. So, so yeah, he's got the look of a of a very fast man. I'm sure he'll go quicker, but top bloke is Martin. So, thanks to both patrons this week. Um, you could support us on patreon.com forward slash inside jogging podcast. Listener questions, Clousy. I've got two from Alan Bogle, so you can read one and Josh can read one. Oh, I'm so glad you said his, his surname because I was going to butcher that. What were you going to say, Bogle? I was going to say Bogle, yeah. I've a million miles off. Yeah. Bogle. Um, I, I, I might be wrong. He's from Northern Ireland. Who knows? Do it in a Northern yeah. Ireland accent. Nah. <laughs> oh, no. No. Um, all right, Mr. Bogle. First question. With races like Battersea under the lights attracting so many top runners and producing such fast times, um, will Omar 5K survive the pandemic? Ooh, that's a very good question. Yeah, so I know... Have they binned it off again this year? So it's, it's off because of COVID. Um, and I know that the organiser of Battersea, who's the podium organiser, had sort of targeted that as the replacement for Armour. So, you know, if they continue, then probably I can't see as many people going over to Armour because it's much easier to just drive down to, to Battersea or get so trained across. When's Armour? Is it generally February, isn't it? Yeah, it's Valentine's weekend. So it's this, right. it would have been this Thursday, so the day before the, the, the race on Friday. And they've cancelled it because of COVID. Yeah, Do you, I remember it because Oscar Pistorius got um, got done one year when we were out there, and that was about Valentine's Day, wasn't it? Um, anyway, off topic. I remember it because every t- every year we go, it's Valentine's. It was yeah, easy way to remember <laughs> when it is. Josh had a nice little Valentine's date there one year. Yeah. Moving on. Um, <laughs> so. Also from uh, Alan. I, wait, are you going to answer the question? Do you think it's going to survive? Uh, no. I, I mean, it's it's a great it's a great event, isn't it? Mm. It is really good, and it's it's cool that it's attracted so many um, good athletes all around the world. But I just feel like at the moment there's so much more. Um, I don't know. There's so many more possibilities, isn't there? Of like. Um, event organizers putting on these races, and it, I think it's due to COVID as well. You know, it like is. event organizer being more creative and um, thinking outside the box, and it's obviously working. Well, there was very few events in in England um, where you do laps of anything because Armar is what five laps of the mile, so it was like a unique event that it was like a bit of a track race on the road, whereas. COVID forced everyone to do these lapped events and people are just making them faster and faster, aren't they? So 
as we saw from the results at Battersea, it's obviously as quick, if not quicker than Armagh. I, I think Armagh will still survive, but it'll probably be just smaller fields. But I mean, what they do very well is they look after all the athletes so well in Armagh. So it'd be a shame to see it, see it go. But I don't think we'll have the hundreds and hundreds of people, which is probably a good thing for the event because it was getting too busy, I would say. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, the last time there was a race there, I don't know if you remember, Josh Grace got absolutely destroyed on the start line. Yeah, well, Kallenberg fell over one year. and um, I remember that. Yeah. That was the year, Klausi, you having dominoes in the bar afterwards. Oh, yeah. I was in a dominoes coma. Yeah. Uh, Josh, you can read the next question there. So, Northern Irish 17-year-old Nick Griggs yesterday ran 7.57. The Northern Ireland and Irish, Northern Ireland and Irish under 20, 3,000 metre indoor record. Is this also fastest ever time by a UK junior? That's the first question. Uh, and what do you think the best pathway for talent like this? So that's the second question. And the third question is, stay in the UK slash Ireland or go to the US collegiate system? I think I can answer the first question. So, Oshin ran 7.54. It says down in 20 next to his name. Oshin? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, well, it says it on the power of 10, he's under 20. So, 7.54. So, yeah, I think he's just missed out on that one. Um, what was the other question? Um, what do you think the best pathway is? Well... I think whatever works for the individual. I don't think there's necessarily a, a, like a right or wrong. There's, there's not. But I think what we've seen from the last couple of weeks is if you want to run well indoors or on the track, America is the place to do it. Um, they, set, they have those Stanford races in April, all these indoor races where people have been flying. Um, you don't really get that here, do you? Well, no. conditions, you're not going to get a fast track race in April in the UK. So There's more opportunities as well. I, I mean, I, I think personally there's definitely more opportunities in the US because you're going um, to have the support. Let's say if you do go to um, a college, you're obviously going to get firstly an education, which is, you know, definitely um, important. And also, you know, you, after college, if you do run really well, you're going to have sponsors um, knocking at your door anyway. They've yeah. facilities, haven't they, available? I think that's the biggest thing is, is the sponsors, isn't it? You don't, you don't really have that in the UK. You don't have like a pathway to being on a sponsorship or support. Yeah. They have those sponsored teams, whereas we don't have those. It's, yeah, there's not really that pathway that exists here. So... Yeah, we'll, we'll come on to some results in the US in a sec. Um, my question comes in from Dean Thomas, and he wants to know our opinion on running gait and does it matter if you pronate, et cetera? Is, it, is running gait as important as running shops tell us? So, Josh, you're shaking your head. Josh has no idea. No idea. I, I think... Supernate, so... I think... Um, yeah, your gate's, your gate's important. So let's say if you're a runner who um, runs, you know, a couple of times a week and let's say your knee, one of your knee, knee dives in, so you've got some like knee valgus. If 
if your knee's getting sore because your knee's diving in with your mechanics, then you obviously need to address your mechanics. But if your if your gait is in a way that works for you, um, and you're running, and not, none of them structures are getting sort of irritated or weakened or inflamed, etc., then that gait's fine for you. I mean, you've got to see some of the African runners out there, like some of their um, biomechanics. Uh, I mean, you know, they're not perfect, are they? They're not Kipchoge um, style mechanics. Mm. I mean, I worked in running shops for quite a while while I was at sort of after school and at uni and we used to do manual gate analysis and then we had the video gate analysis came in like a few years when I was working at the Lincolnshire Runner it is important but I always struggled with it doesn't have to be perfectly aligned you 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 can pronate a bit and wear a neutral shoe and not get any issues I pronate a bit I wear neutral shoes but the, the thing with shoes is they've changed so much. Like you talk 10 years ago and there used to be shoes with massive medial posts in to, to stop you pronating. They don't really exist like that anymore. Even the Nike structure triacs doesn't have a, a medial post in for support. It has like a, a cradle system. So it's, it's I think that the issue for me is everybody seems to have gone and bought vapor flies, no matter how, what their running gait or what their weight, what their running style is and kind of expect them to work for them. And I've seen a lot of injuries from people in vapor flies um, and alpha flies and super shoes just because they're maybe their, their feet and their mechanics aren't strong enough to, because they're very unstable shoes, aren't they? Vapor flies and alpha flies. And I think if you've been running, for years, like someone like me or, or Josh or, or you, Matt, doing hundreds of miles a week, you do get a bit of strength in your mechanics. Does that make sense? Do you get, you, there's like. I can relate to that because I remember like when I, we first started running together, Aaron, how much yeah. my legs used to flick out. And as I've generally got faster, my, my gait has sort of got better and I've not done really much different. I just run more. So my, yeah. Oh, you have. You've done a lot. You've done a lot different because you've ran more, which has obviously improved your running economy, which has improved your but I've just, mechanics. Like I've not specifically tried to change that. Yeah. Um, but what I would say with the super shoes is it's worth trying various because they're all slightly different and some will suit different people. I wouldn't just blanket by the Vaporfly because that's the fastest shoe at the moment. Josh is nodding his head that he would. But um, you know, there might be a firmer super shoe that's better for you. Anyway, um, I don't think his question was about super shoes, but I went on to it. So we go into some news and results. There's plenty to get through. Um, we'll start with last week because Josh was watching and Clarity didn't want, want to be told the scores. There was Score. in Yeah, scores. Oh. Yeah. Scores? What's on scores, George Dawes? Yeah. Anyway, um, New York in the armory is what it's called, isn't it? Uh, it wasn't in the armory. It was, oh. was Milrose. But... Oh, wow. It was at Milrose Games then. Anyway, Butchart ran, Andy Butchart ran 7.37 and so did Jake Whiteman. So they topped the 3K rankings. Tom Mortimer had a strong run in 7.40 in the 3,000. Very good. Uh, and then 
Eloise Markovic ran 8.44 and Jenny Nesbitt 8.48 to top the, the female rankings for the start of the year. So some quick 3Ks going on in States. Um, three of them are wild qualifying times. They are. You are correct. What I think I come to later, because there's some results this week, 17 men this year have run under eight minutes indoors. UK. That's impressive. It's so I imagine some of them considerably under as well. Yeah, I think we'll come to a few of them in a sec. Um, were you watching any of the races this week, Josh? No, because I think it was only coming on flow track, and uh, I think the, the subscription is pricey. Well, do you want to talk us through uh, Boston? Was it all in Boston last night? Was Boston? Yeah. So. Uh, in the so the women's was on Friday, so the 5k. Um, I can't think of a surname, first name you've ever debut Stafford. Um, Gab, is it Gabby? Maybe I thought you ran with her in Flagstaff. I thought you passed. Yeah, so you said, Oh, don't you yeah. know of these people? No, so she ran 1431, at least 1433, which they're ridiculously quick. So, like, did you run Did you run with both of them in Flagstaff? Well, no, I ran with the guys, but like we met up at the same time. Well, that's not what you told us, is it? Here you is. said you went. You, you said to us that you went for coffee with them and no, you were I... hanging out and stuff. <laughs> it definitely you, did. you said you matched on Bumble. Yeah, you said you went for a drive-in movie. <laughs> that's definitely not true. Uh, and then Dana, <laughs> 19, so that's uh, European and Commonwealth time, I believe. Uh, and then in the men's. And the Bauman boys ran, so great, uh, Grant Fisher ran 12.53, which is an American record. Uh, oh, you took out this. Um, oh, her name is Gabriella, by the way. Yeah, I thought it was, yeah. Um, Mark Scott ran 12.57, so that's a European record. And Sam Atkin ran 13.03. So, so back to your uh, point on the three minute, eight minutes for 3K, Mark's probably split that as well. Oh, yeah, well, easy. I, I did have the splits open a second ago. It's the last... Oh. Would be, I would be surprised if he's not either the first or. Not. I'm so glad I spent um, eight dollars to watch this stream that I've yet to watch, and I've, I know all the results now. Lovely. Good. How have you not watched it yet today? How have you not seen it on social media? Every single post on my social media is about. Yeah, because I don't go on social media twenty four seven like you. Right, I might have the free case. So they split seven fifty three for free case. 753 yeah wow it's going some isn't it and i think grant fisher closed in something insane i did have the stats open earlier but i've lost it now it was yeah ridiculous finish from grant as i said to mark it's because he had a good pace on his own their easy runs well it leads me to my my next question josh so now they're inside 13 minutes yeah. and you're 14 30 yeah. So that's 30 seconds a mile. Yeah. So maybe you should be doing your easy runs 30 seconds a mile slower. But anyway, let's move on to the next results. My view is, does it mean I can run 12.57? Sorry? So that's your view on it. My view is, if I can run easy with them, I can run 12.57. You've got to train to where you're at right now, Joshua. Not where you want to be. But anyway, um, is that that's there's a few other results in the states in the last few days. I can't remember exactly what days are on. 
I think there was a a meet in Spokane in Washington where Jake Hayward ran seven. Spokane. Spokane. Sorry. All right. Here he is. Spokane. <laughs> First time in 10 weeks. He can't, he can't pronounce Brian, but he can pronounce Spokane. Spokane. Um, it's in Washington. Yeah. Is that where the um, vampire films have done? Buffy uh, the Vampire Slayer. No, the other one. Twilight. Um, ah. I think it is. Jake Hayward ran 748 anyway. Uh, so, decent. And then in Chicago, James West ran 744. So. Wow. Will's team's going to be stacked. Yeah, I did have the, had the rankings up a second ago. So, we've got. Whilst we're on America. Uh, Neil Gawley ran 3.35 yesterday. What, uh, what meet? I can't remember, but I know the Under Armour guys went and, and yeah, 3.35 indoors is good. Yeah, we we don't comment on anything below 3,000. You've ruined it. Anyway, well done, Neil. He's also in the top. He ran 7.48 for 3K the other week. So our top three at the moment... Butchart, Butchart. 737, Whiteman 737, and Mortimer 740. So that's the team, isn't it? And then Patrick Deva 743 or Deva. Um, it's got to be Deva. Jermaine Coleman and James West are under 745. So we've got six under 745. Wow. Impressive. Um, and then the likes of Sam Atkin and Mark Scott, who. I mean, Sam ran 7.46 the other week, but they've just ran... Is there a 5K time. indoors? In no. So why are they running 5Ks indoors all of a sudden? What is uh, this thing? It's always been a thing, but it's always been like one or two a year. Do they, a- does that count as outdoor qualifiers for the Worlds? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably why. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I thought for outdoor... It would have to be like a banked 200-metre track, but I don't it know what these... Banked. Was Was it? Yeah. 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 Well, some of the others aren't, are they? Yeah, I know um, Washington's 300 flat in it. Mm. Uh, keeping on the free case, there was a meet at Lee Valley, I think, and Alistair Kinlock won the men's free K in 759. So he broke eight minutes on British soil. I think that's the only, is that the only one on British soil in that top list? Yeah, USA. USA is, I know, Oshin ran at Sports City. So two, two out of the top 17 have been in the UK. 15 of those have been in the States. So that's where your racing's at indoors. Um, Absolutely. A couple of races. Oh, Batsy, Batsy under the lights, 5K on Friday. Josh, do you know results? Um, Jack, I know Jack Rowe won. In 1342, maybe either 32 or uh, sorry, 42 or 48. Um, I think it's 42. Yeah, it was for, it was low 40s. Yeah, Ali. I don't know how to say a surname. Is it Kiefer? Kiefer, yeah. Kiefer. In the women's <laughs> around 15. She's American, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Um, in about 1550. 1555. Yeah, something like that. I did have the result again. I've lost the results, so. Um, quick, there was plenty under plenty under 14 and a few low 14s. It was pretty stacked in that top 50 
yeah. the top 20 women's as well were pretty swift. So Petra was second and Charlotte Arta. Yeah. Um, Michael Ward, I think, was second for the guys. Alex was He had a great great run. I think he ran under 13.50. Didn't we have or, the result? Didn't I fall? 13.50-ish. Why don't we just find them? Yes. Yeah, you, you find those and then we'll come back to it. I'll, there's a couple of 10Ks on today. It's Valentine's weekend, apparently. Valentine's Day, Clousy. What are you doing tomorrow? Working. Good man. Um, Chessington, <laughs> Valentine's 10K. Tom Austin. I've got, I've got a record. Do you know a card? Um, yeah, I need to do something. Yeah. Really, I? Just do a yearly subscription. <laughs> what do you mean a yearly subscription? The Inside Jogging Podcast. Oh, no. oh yes, of course. Yeah, so I've got a... If you're struggling for the perfect gift this Valentine's, why don't you sign yeah, up, sign up. Our Patreon? Um, before we move on, let me just... I've got the course. So, Jack was 13.42, Mike Ward, 13.54, Alex Petra 13.55. And in the women's, um, it was Ali Kiefer, 15.52, Charlotte Arter, 15.56, and Carrie Hughes, 15.57. I think that's a debut for her. This is pretty impressive. So, how many, uh, men, up, how many men under 14? Um, one, two, three, four, seven. Okay, so I mean, similar, similar quality to Armar. You, should, I, I would have said at the, maybe not quite as many, but it's a decent start for that race, being its first, first one in Fantastic. February. Um, couple of ten k, yeah, Chessington ten k, Tom Austin thirty fifty five, Helen Gaunt thirty five thirty five. And Scunthorpe 10K, the big one. Ronnie Wilson, 30-22, held off Shane Robinson, who had a bit of a, a usual Shane Robinson runway regressed for, towards the end. Um, Regression run, perfect. And Lindsay Skinner ran 35-44. Sorry? They've got an interesting fact, fact about Scunthorpe. It's the, it's the only place with uh, contains a word. Yes, it, it does. You are correct. Um, uh, yes, very good. Shall I mention Stamford 30k today? I haven't seen the results, but I know who won. Will Strangeway took the win in 138 high, so it's 137.50. He went out very hard, he went through 10k in 31.30. So the way back must have been a bit of a grind because, yeah, he would have been closer to 34 minutes for probably that last or one of the 10Ks. It was tough on the way back. And Gemma Moses took the win and she was 30 seconds outside the course record, which escapes me right now. But she was doing it as a bit of a training run because I spoke to, to Lewis afterwards who, who took some pictures for and sent them to Instagram that Josh was replying to. So, so yeah, good run from Gemma. She's doing Manchester. There you go. That's not a picture of Lewis from Lewis though. That's where I should have dropped out that picture on Instagram. That woman nearly beat me down the hill. Who are you running for? Helpston Harriers. Helpston Harriers. Me and Josh made it. We are the founding members. We used to meet. Helpston. We used to meet in a place called Helpston for our evening runs. And we made a club. Fantastic. It is. We've got our merch coming soon anyway, boys. Have we? Yeah. It's Valentine's tomorrow. Why not get your partner a perfect gift? What merch and, have we got? Uh, pre-order your um, merch. Well, 
Matt, do I you don't miss- know. It's live. Josh, go on. No, I was going to say, Matt, do you want to tell us what the match is? Yeah, I, think- I don't know yet. We'll figure it out. <laughs> We've got to figure it out in the next 12 hours. Get it up, sell it. I reckon we, we could should- do socks. That could be a good start. Or caps. Why don't we do greetings cards? Greetings cards. <laughs> I think Moonpig have got that pretty much here. Nah, we can sort that out. Right. I think that's about, about a wrap. Other than having a big Valentine's Day tomorrow, Matt, what else you got next week? Um, well, I've got, I've treated myself to a Valentine's present in the, uh, in the uh, way of a, a new elliptical. So that's coming on Wednesday. But apart from that, normal week of work, usual stuff. Josh, what are you watching? Nothing. <laughs> He's getting you. You not care what Matt's up to? He doesn't care about me. I speak. I speak to him every day. Doesn't care about me. What about Gina? Do you care what Gina? What's up? What's up, with Gina? Every time I call Matt, Gina's holding the phone. So I probably speak to Gina as much as Matt. It's a big family. It's a big family. What are you up to tomorrow night, Valentine's? Um, probably cross training. Big cross training. Are you, are you going out tomorrow night? Trying to the gym. Find, find some love. He's going to the gym and he's going to match inside the gym. What do you say? He's talking to you, is he not? No, I'm talking to you, Josh. Am I going out tomorrow? Why would why would Aaron go out tomorrow looking for love? He's because Jenny's not here tomorrow. <laughs> he's a married man. Got a child. I actually go out yesterday for dinner. Uh, Tom helped me move, uh, and I forgot it was Valentine's, and we just went out, him and I, and uh, yeah, we definitely looked like a couple. Did you uh, get Rose? Uh, so we we because it was so busy, I, I couldn't work out why it was so busy, and uh, obviously that was the reason. Um, so we see a good wingman on a bar table so actually luckily there wasn't a rose there but I ended because I paid it looked like oh, it looked like oh a what a gentleman treated him <laughs> he helped me so I was like oh, okay. oh yeah I know what you're up to um, shall I tell you what I'm doing let's right. do that I um, I think Jenny's working three out of five weekdays next week so that's going to be enjoyable for me I'm going to try and see Dave some treatment and probably got another hopefully another big long run on the cards next weekend but do you know what i need to start purchasing some stuff for the house because i think jenny's getting a bit annoyed for me she keeps coming to me with suggestions and i keep saying i'll talk to you later about it so maybe i should get her something for the house for valentine's day josh's brothers can come around and build it for me yeah, new we, dish well we've got those we need she wants to fill panel the under the stairs and put some drawers and stuff in oh need, mate any drawers man have fallen to bits we need a wardrobe in our master bedroom like built in we need to do the garden that needs to be done talk about the garden you did you go to phil's house josh i've never actually been to his house i normally meet him his new one he's yeah. got a lovely little garden house it is nice so i'm gonna get that done you, you, by the way, you didn't actually ask me what I'm doing next week. You just mocked me. I did. You wouldn't tell us. Gosh, you're just gaming right now. I can, we can watch your eyes. I was looking at something on my other screen. Um, this time next week, I might have run the marathon. I know. I might also be very miserable. Well, 
extreme or the other. Let's hope he's running a marathon. People uh, might still be miserable. <laughs> tune in. Josh will either be on the sangria or sat in Cardiff with a sparkling water and no, I might just, might just go to Portugal. Okay, yeah. mate. Right, let's wrap this up and we'll speak again next week. Cheers, boys. Bye. Bye.